0: Stampede. Garner is not number 124, recorded 123 2022. The one-year anniversary of January 6th has come and gone, and I don't have any words to add about that event. I will say this. There is discontent and a sense of distrust that exists between the people in this country and both political parties who hold power, Democrats and Republicans. And There's good reason for that. Our politicians insist that we are a great nation, but they refuse to address our failures. You can't expect a sense of contentment in this country when daily violence continues, when you have children killing children, when you have someone using an automobile To run down women and children in a parade. No, you can't say you belong to a great nation when the money it creates comes from a bankrupt system of debt. That our leaders used the pretext to build our military to fight terrorism around the world, while Ex-generals sitting on the boards of defense corporations became rich, fighting wars for 20 years in distant foreign lands. No, we can't claim our extraordinary exceptionalism anymore because we traded in what this country once promised to all of us for corporate profits. And it distorted the meaning of who we were. We are no longer a healthy people, but a people of discontent, of alienation, of disillusionment. Tricked into believing we were free, but that ended long ago when we were told artificial intelligence would bring us contentment. We once belong to something greater than that. The artificial world will never free you. We came from something else. And we turned our backs from it for profits. We distorted where we came from. And that can never give us peace. You want to be entertained. Well, I won't do that for you. You've allowed yourself to be made into a tool of the system. And that's your problem. Why should I make you forget what you've become? Look around. You've been used and manipulated. And now the betrayal is coming for you and the people at the top. There won't be an escape for what is coming. The trust that this country was built upon has turned. You can't believe what you're told because what you see and hear every day is what the propagandists are telling you. There isn't going to be a return to the way things were. The inflation isn't going to stop. It isn't transitory. It's entrenched. The pandemic isn't going to be eradicated. That new threats from more powerful weapons make us vulnerable. That within our own military, the will to fight in distant lands won't work anymore. Open rebellion within our military To fight a civil war in this country will signal the end of trust. The political leaders can't be trusted to tell the people what to expect. A new, unexplained illness is coming, and it isn't going to be pretty. The distrust will bring a new way of governing. It's really easy to predict what will happen when the people don't trust anymore. A new happening of distrust produces betrayal. A struggle within the powerful begins. The ones who secured the future of the powerful, who kept agreements, guaranteeing they will stay at the top, will betray them. Those who served the powerful will demand control of the power. A betrayal of expectations, the very core of leadership, will be challenged. The powerful will be replaced by violence. Assassinations will rule. Thank mm-hmm. you. When you have violence and corruption as major motivators, it's no wonder loyalty for an individual, a party, or even a government start to erode. You might have a struggle within the leadership of a party for power. The old ways of doing business might not work anymore. The coalitions within a party that hold power could change rapidly. The members that brought someone to power might decide to take control if the people at the top are not winning. Any number of things could result in betrayal. A military defeat. A financial crisis. Promises not kept. A drop in opinion polls discontent in the nation, failed humanitarian policies. Any of those things, and many more, could result in a betrayal. And when I mean a betrayal, it could be a bodyguard killing the person he or she was paid to protect. When you have a culture of corruption and violence in a society, It's not an exaggeration to suggest assassinations as a way to gain power. There are reasons for why you can't walk onto the floor of the House of Representatives before you first must pass a metal detector. But even the men and women whose job it is to protect our politicians are armed. And they could be corrupted to commit violence against a failed politician. Can the American people now see a new way of gaining power? And it's not through the ballot box or elections. Control of power is what every politician in this country strives for and money and violence to achieve that end is very close to being a reality. There are coalitions within political parties that are willing to support or even control who is to be their leader and if that leader is no longer capable of accomplishing what is expected, then what follows is a betrayal of loyalty. Surprisingly, the body politic behaves much like the human body. When we humans grow old, our bodies are susceptible to disease. And so, too, it's true of the health of our political system. Diseases of all sorts can be found among the politicians. The people that run this country aren't motivated to protect the interests of the people. No, they're motivated to protect the powerful corporations that brought them into power. And within the human body, there is a disease which turns inward, a disease that attacks the very immune system which protects the body in autoimmune disease and so too it's true for the body politic it turns inward avoiding the protections it needs to survive in moments of stress and there's plenty of reason to say our government is under stress Its foreign policies use our military stationed around the world. Our punishment to incarcerate the largest number of its own citizens in the world. The need to surveil the people in this country. The unbridled violence that plays daily on the news. The historically unprecedented debt our government continues to produce. The use of propagandists by the powerful corporations to manipulate the public into believing everything is all right. The deceit that comes from our consumerist economy, making us slaves to want more. Yes. When our government's body politic encourages and even intentionally keeps producing values like that, it can only be described as unhealthy. And we've been sold a lot of things that have been unhealthy, like believing all we ever needed in our lives was to want more. And that we could fool ourselves, we were the greatest nation on earth. But that never was what was special about this country. No, that wasn't what made us content in the past. Our destiny wasn't to be found with corporate profits. No, that could never make us content. It was our connection to something more important, something we left behind, thinking we needed more. Greed took a hold of this country, and it made us turn away from what was beautiful here. We should never have allowed our ex-generals to work on the boards of defense corporations. What was their motivation? Was it to keep the war going in a distant land? Furthering the corporations they worked for by reaping profits, selling weapons, supplying a 20-year war? They didn't care about the body bags of our men and women coming back from Afghanistan. That was the cost of doing war, and they convinced our politicians to keep it going, because it was good for Wall Street. 20 years of war was good for the economy, and our military leaders got fat pushing for it. No. Greed stepped in, and why shouldn't the people go along with it? The consumerist economy relied on it. The people were taught to want more, more of everything. And the government just said, go ahead, because we can cover everything with a modern monetary system that said we can print as much money as we want. Everything was going swimmingly, but they never understood what the real costs were going to be. Greed produces violence, and violence can produce terror. There are no limits to the craziness. Push a woman off a platform to an oncoming train. Children killing children. People burning buildings down. Why not? It all made sense in a world without limits. And the best part of it is the people at the top, the ones who kept staying at the top, convinced the people we were the greatest nation on earth. But what they said has long gone because... We traded in contentment for a pocketful of money. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the music by Hans Zimmer for the TV series The Blue Planet, then the main title composition by James Horner for the movie Aliens, and then another piece by Horner for Aliens, The Feudal Escape, followed by a cut from Eric Satie's Piano Composition Nocian Number 4 One of his early pieces in 1889 described as pure simplicity You next heard another Zimmer work this time from the movie Blade Runner 2049 Wallace and finally a repeat with a cut from the blue planet Stampede. Written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.